Hi there. Uh, welcome to this episode where I'll be talking about cultural conditioning. Conditioning is uh, uh, an association or a group that is set in the mind based on ideas around what is wrong, what is right, what is good, what is bad, what behavior is acceptable, what is not. And um, I can relate to it from an Indian culture, but I think that uh, most cultures, if not all of them across the world, have some kind of a conditioning around uh, behavior, around how to be, um, what's a you know, good girl behavior, good you know, bad girl behavior. Conditioning is done. Condition, we, as humans, we are all conditioned. So it's not just specific to women, but I'll probably mostly talk about women um, in this episode. So it's really, it's a societal conditioning that our families of birth, they adapt in order to, um, in order to find their place in society. So conditioning, not all conditioning is bad conditioning that we need to uncondition, for example, you know, we are conditioned to or taught to say, you know, wake up in the morning, make your bed and brush your teeth. So that's a good idea and it's useful. But I'm obviously talking about conditioning that comes in the way of our growth and our happiness as we get older. So conditioning around a behavior, a label, or a, or a boxed-in definition of how to be a good girl, how to be, what is a good mom, what is a good wife, what's a good daughter-in-law, what's a good daughter, and these kind of behaviors. So as we, um, you know, when we are young, we learn from our caretakers, of course, and as we get older into adult years, when we begin to rebel against the norms that our families or societies have created for us. And when the source of, um, source of revolting against something, when that's no longer there, when we are really kind of living our independent adult life, maybe we are, we are married, maybe we have children, and then we begin to notice that we begin to perhaps pass this conditioning on to our children, the conditioning, the same conditioning that's bringing us um, misery, grief, and suffering, subconsciously we begin to pass it on to our children. So it's a good idea to look at that which is bringing you pain and suffering. And what happens in conditioning is it's almost, um, we are schooled or we are we are schooled in a way of behaving a certain way so for example in the indian culture um, the girls in from the very young age they are they are coached or they are nurtured or they are raised in a way to prepare them for marriage to become a mom to become a wife to um, become a daughter-in-law, to um, so all these other, the future family relationships that are yet to come. 
And what we find that as we step into that dynamic, step into our new life, we realize that our own voice gets stifled. And if we are following that, what, have, what we have been conditioned to do, there is a pat on the back. So somewhere along the line, we have learned that our, our way of appreciating ourselves comes from others acknowledging that our behavior was acceptable or not acceptable. And so we carry this burden of other people's beliefs and definitions of what is good, what is bad, what is right and wrong. And it's, you know, the burden of our own thoughts is big enough that now we carry the burden of other people's thoughts. That's something, there's a no, uh, there's no coming out of that until we realize that we are carrying other people's burdens, that we can unburden ourselves. So this is a time to take a look and, and review and evaluate our own um, beliefs, belief systems and our own way of being and our own way of doing and our own way of you know, creating our families to see what's working, what is not working. So many times what happens in a conditioned behavior is um, that guilt automatically is injected into the equation. Guilt is a way um, to continue to mold into that narrow definition so we can continue to get the affection, attention, perhaps a recognition or a pat on the back. In that process, we end up becoming martyrs, um, self-sacrifice, and if along the way we are applauded and saying, what a good girl, what an angel she is, no matter what you say to her, she just does not say anything. Yeah, my sister was called an angel because no matter what you did, what you said, she just never replied back to you. And she continued to do, 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 do. And I know even today in family stories, her, she is applauded. And I think that, yes, angelic behavior on the outside, but did anyone ever bother to know or ask what the heck is going on on the inside? So when we are continuously succumbing to other people's definitions of how we should live and who we should be, there comes a point where the inner world begins to revolt. And if we are not understanding, if we don't know how to raise our voice or how to find our voice and how to stand up and how to speak up, that inner conflict, that revolution that's going on on the inside can cause dis-ease in our being and a disease in the body, and we all know that. So, um, again, you know, the more, if we continue to latch on to the guilt, it's a way for us to um, kind of beat ourselves up because we did not fit the mold. I didn't do what I was supposed to do, so my behavior was bad. I spoke up against this person, they got upset, they withheld the attention and the affection. I'm so used to, you know, getting applauded and a pat on my back. Now I don't know who I am or the relationship has become distant. So I feel bad 
because I became different, because I'm growing, I'm changing, I no longer can fit into that old mode. So that kind of an addiction to appreciation from the external source can continue to lock us into this pattern of being where no matter how hard we try, how hard you try uh, to fit into the mold, the, the restrictions become even uh, more rigid. There's more to mold into, and that's just how human psyche works because, oh, you're continuing to do, um, you know, what I have taught you to do because so then I feel comfortable. Um, so just from the fear that in case you revolt, I'm going to really impress upon you how good or how useful it is for you to continue to behave this way because that's the way we do it. That's the way we are in our family. That's the way we are in our culture. Look at that family. Look at this family. What will people say if you did this? What will they think of you? What is the effect on your children, on your spouse, on your husband? Have you thought about that? You know, so all of this fear of what will people say, that's actually a big thing in the Indian culture. I think it might be a big thing everywhere. I don't know from where or how we started to worry so much about what other people will say when the matter of the fact is other people aren't really interested in you. Everybody's really just interested in their own stories. And do you really care about those people who have nothing better to do than to put their nose into your business? Do you really care about their opinion? Um, the answer would be no. So. I don't know where that um, came in to, you know, it's like a few, you know, other people, other people, other people don't even know what the heck is going on in your life unless you choose to share it. And I don't know if that's the way for, you know, the parents or families to keep everybody in check, but that, um, that kind of created fear of what will people say? I don't even know which people they're talking about. So, and even if they say, why do you care what someone thinks about you or says about you? Why is that any of your business? Okay, so that it kind of that dynamic is very toxic. And it can when we continuously have to fit into a mold. And here's the thing. Inherently, we want freedom. Inherently, we want to be free to be who we are. We want to be free to create, to live, to think, and do what brings our soul joy and to do that really frees us. And when we are, trying, when we are confined in other people's thoughts and we are, when we are shackled by this old conditioning, there's no freedom to be found. So what results from all of that is a lot of inner suffering, a lot of internal pressure. And, you know, I'll tell you what happens with the pressure. Almost you know, so many stories that I can share with you, but, you know, one client developed like boils on her fingers. One said something like, a, you know, the, the chambers in the, the heart, uh, something came, uh, broke loose, um, one of the valves from the inner pressure. So we're not meant to just suck it all up, be a martyr, self-sacrifice, 
and the reward of the pat on the back, I don't think is worth enough. And nothing is worth your own health and nothing is worth your own freedom. Nothing is worth more than our own sovereignty. We are sovereign beings. That means we decide when we become adults, we decide what thoughts we think. We decide how we live. When we do something, this is called freedom. Out of, the free, out of this freedom comes the, the creation, the creativity, our true authentic selves, which really brings not just joy to you, it brings joy to those around you. This is what's going to benefit the world. The world does not need more people who are oppressed, who, are, who have suppressed their truth, and who are in a state of inner conflict all the time. So notice and take a moment to just see where, where, where there is, first of all, suffering in life and ask where the suffering is coming from. Is that coming from a belief? So, you know, our actions are first coming, you know, from our thoughts. Our thoughts are coming from our beliefs. So really, let's go back to the beliefs. Is the suffering coming from a belief? Now, is that belief mine or is that someone else's? Was there a time when this belief pattern served me? And many times, you know, many belief patterns serve us until they don't. There's an expiration date. We are not always meant to carry on the same belief because that would mean that we will never grow. And growth is what we are here for. So from time to time, we need to evaluate and review and update our belief system. So ask, is this belief mine? And if it's not yours, what would you like to change that belief to? What would you like to replace? What belief would you like to replace with the old belief that's bringing you suffering? So does that belief make sense to you? Does that fit in with the, your vibration, with the person that you have now become? So, and almost all the time when we, you know, when we change is difficult, first of all, change brings a new unfamiliar uh, vibration or a way of being into our life. What is not familiar we become little restless or uncomfortable around it. When we are uncomfortable around it, the ego, the mental, the mind says, what are you doing here? You are comfortable here. You know how to do this. You know how to be miserable. Come on, it's okay. It's not a big deal. The whole world is doing it. The whole, your whole family is doing that. They're fine. What is your problem? So the ego will pull you back in. Now, your task is to kind of train the mind and saying, no, you know, we are doing things this way now. So there's always options. There's always choices. So no, we're doing things this way now. And it's just continuously, continuously, continuously training the mind. And obviously in, you know, by the time we discovered that we've been living by someone else's beliefs and because of that, we have suffered so much. I can tell you that there will be a lot of anger to deal with. Like I just already mentioned. And um, you know, and then there's this myth about, but I'm always supposed to feel love, but 
but I'm also always supposed to give love. I'm, you know, I'm supposed to give love to those who have conditioned me in a way that has created a lot of suffering, and now I have a lot of anger, but I'm supposed to love them. So let me just explain that in a whole new way. The first person you're supposed to love is you. So anytime when you're doing something, ask, does this feel loving to me? We can't love others until we feel the love ourselves, until the heart is filled with love. If this is empty, there's nothing to give out. So anything that you do, does this feel loving to me? Well, I'm a good wife. I'm supposed to do this. I'm a good mother. I'm supposed to do this. But how does that make you feel? Does that feel loving to you? Are you operating from an old belief system that is bringing you suffering and bringing your loved ones a version of you that is in pain, that is no longer happy? So along with the conditioning, we are, we are kind of passing on our misery and unhappiness to our children, to those around us. It's not worth it. So, you know, the anger is expected. And understand that um, everything that you have gone through in your life, all the conditioning, all the people who've been around you, they have prepared you to come to this space. If you had not been conditioned, if you had not been operating life from the beliefs that are no longer yours, that no longer serve you, how would you come to this place of healing and total freedom? So there are no accidents. We're always at the perfect time, perfect place, wherever we are. So now is the time to examine and say, and whatever happened, it needed to happen, unless otherwise you would not have gotten here. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So think everything that has brought you to this place. Remember, life is a journey. We don't come healed. We come here to heal. So those our caretakers, our family, all the people around us, they are part of our soul contract. They are here. You know, at the end of the day, we're, we're walking each other home. They catalyze something in you. If you were not conditioned, you were not, we would not find our own power today, right? So there's a contrast. We live in a polarity world. So in order for us to see and find our own power, we have to feel the powerlessness that comes from living other people's lives and living other people's beliefs. So when the anger comes, please know that this is how you, this is, that's the reason that you are here brought into more expansion of you and healing of you so then you can continue to grow. And the second thing, you know, around this that shows up is, you know, forgiveness. I'm so mad at this person who taught me this. I'm so mad at this person who continues to make me feel guilty if I don't behave in X, Y, Z way. Um, so, and so just remember, you know, forgiveness. We don't really want to be in that place to forgive anybody because whatever somebody does, they do it. It's between them and them. What our caretakers teach us is what they've been taught. They didn't know any better. That's what they knew. It's all, remember, it's all well-intentioned. It's not ill-intentioned. It's well-intentioned to teach my kids that which I know. 
but everything I know my kid may not need when they are my age because they would have developed their own set of beliefs. And, and you know, this, the, the, these belief patterns are passed on from generation to generation. And those who continue to pass them on, they, that's what they know. They don't know any better. So when we begin to take our own power back by asking, is this belief serving me? Is it not serving me? What is the new belief that can serve my current growth and where I want to be in the future? Then you make the choice to utilize that power to put in the new belief. And thank those really who have brought you to this place because it wasn't ill intention. It, it's, it comes from a level of consciousness that doesn't have the awareness of the impact of our, you know, the impact of our belief system on the next generation and how we continue to pass on. So there's a lot of fear also, as long as you continue to follow what I ask you to follow, that means we're in a good relationship. If you begin to rebel, then I don't know who I am anymore, then who will I talk to? Who will I teach this to? These are very important things. So, so there's, you know, it's when you begin to take your power back, you really um, allow those who pass their beliefs on to you to take their power back to maybe they can also look at it and say you know i don't even believe that anymore i don't even know why my mother taught me this i don't even know why i was taught this and because of this i have suffered so much and i'm no longer willing to suffer so at no point in time we are ever shackled to the way of being that we were even a minute ago, we're here to grow. We didn't sign a contract with anybody that we're not going to grow. We are here to change. We live in this now moment and we change as change is needed for our growth, for our freedom, for our creativity, for our joy, for our happiness. So remember the guilt and the shame and the blame um, these are constructs of the mind. I was taught when I was uh, studying Ayurveda that these are not even real emotions. Mind makes them up to kind of complete the equation. So um, I don't really want to do what you tell me to do. Plus the guilt makes it okay for me to keep listening to you because I'm not giving you what you want me to do, but hey, you have my guilt. Are you happy that I'm guilty? So that means I'm still kind of under your thumb. So the mind creates these uh, kind of defensive mechanisms to keep us safe. And when we really live from the heart and we ask, we live with consciousness, what am I doing? What am I thinking? Do I have a power here? Do I have power to choose here? Is there a different way to be or think? Am I experiencing joy and freedom and creativity that I want to experience? Am I not? How can I change that? When we're living from the heart, from our truth, mind is just integrated into the heart. It just follows along. It's not an enemy standing on the side, reprimanding you, saying, oh, you're not doing this? Come this way. I'm going to punish you now with guilt. 
So don't borrow and make up, you know, the stuff from the head, which is not even really real. Remember, there's no guilt. Why should there be guilt about living the way that you wish to live? Why should there be guilt when we align our life with our own truth? Why should there be guilt when we stand up and speak up for ourselves? To, because that feels loving. No one can fight with the truth. So in speaking with others, instead of um, blaming now them and harboring um, ill feelings towards them, show them your heart. I can no longer do this because it makes me feel this. I love you, but I don't agree with you, mom. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. That doesn't work for me. I don't believe that anymore. No one can fight with that because you're being truthful to you. You're, being, you're, you're staying within your soul's integrity and you're being heartfelt. You're speaking from the heart. No one can fight with what you know. You can't even fight with your own knowing. So the trick is to stop fighting it. And of course, in the process, there will be many other emotions that get connected. Human psyche is, is complex. It's not just, you know, one dot here, connect the other dot here. It's like a complex dots connections going in a big jumbled up ball. And it keeps expanding if we don't untangle it. So, um, so I don't want to, you know, there's a lot of there's words, you know, there's a lot of, you know, things in, in the world right now. We are, we are, our old conditioning, COVID has catalyzed or surfaced, you know, our wounds that have come from old conditioning. And, um, and to me, I have, you know, trained the mind enough where I, where you want to look at each obstacle, um, each difficult moment as a stepping stone to that which you want to be or want to experience. So we condition ourselves all the time as well, right? Um, we condition or we teach ourselves that, hey, these are the good healthy habits that I want to adapt. Uh, these are the good things that I want to bring into my life. So that's also conditioning. But conditioning is more, it seems more long-term. I don't really know what the definition is, but I know what it means. It's, it's long-term. It's like being in a the mind is set in a way that is unwilling to change because change brings a separation from what the mind knows. So it keeps pulling you back into the same old. So we, we really never want to be attaching on to that, what we know. We really don't want to be attaching on to our beliefs because there's got to be room for the beliefs to um, become more holistic, the beliefs to grow so you can grow. So um, 
we don't want to become shriveled up thinking, oh my God, how bad that I've been conditioned. We all have been conditioned. We will continue to be conditioned. It's more to understand that whatever we think, believe, or however we are, we don't have to be that way tomorrow. If it doesn't bring you joy, freedom, creativity, love, if it doesn't feel loving to you, we don't have to be that. So we don't want to get stuck or attached onto, you know, I'm going to revolt against, you know, I'm going to rebel with all of what you have taught me and I'm going to hold on to what I know. Holding on is where the problem is. Remember, holding on is what created a certain innocent belief into the conditioning that you've been suffering from. So we don't want to attach on to, we want to rather uh, introspect. We want to look at it. We want to expand our mind. We want to ask the bigger questions. Who can I be? Who really am I? Am I my beliefs? Am I, am I my suffering? Am I my anger towards those who taught me all this? Am I my guilt? No, these are normal processes that happen so we can become who we are. Who are we? The heart doesn't know conditioning. The heart just knows. It flows. There's, there's an ever-present um, peace in the heart. The heart can be, you know, your soul, the Atman, or the higher self. We spend our lifetimes um, finding the peace, finding the joy finding the freedom. We spend our lifetime coming to our heart because all of that we seek is in the heart. The approval that we seek, the attention that we get addicted to, the appreciation that we so crave so we can follow other people's beliefs and continue to kind of follow that conditioned pattern, um, we have it within ourselves. We don't need to be anyone other than who we are. And we just need to have the strength and enough self-worth and value and conviction that you are allowed to stand up for you. You are allowed to speak your truth. And you are allowed to live, be in a way that feels true to you. There's no force, no one in the world can fight with anybody else's truth because ultimately we all want to live our own truth. So in claiming our own power, we actually encourage those um, who are still stuck in the same old beliefs. We give them permission. We give them the opportunity to find their own power. So it's not about forgiveness. Um, because whatever we do is between, whatever I do is between me and my higher self. And who am I? I'm not the judge and the jury to forgive another. Remember energetically, when someone is in our energetic field, our relationships, we are, um, we are bind or we are bound by this invisible field of energy. So energetically, even if we're not conscious of it, energetically, we are responsible for everything that we experienced. Energetically, we are responsible 
for um, our own circumstances because we create our own reality. So when we take the responsibility, there's really no blame to go anywhere and there's nothing to forgive. It's really the forgiveness is about the self, forgiving yourself forever going against the integrity of your own soul. So I hope we can all um, move towards more freedom, more joy, more creativity. And, and I hope that as moms, that's what we pass on to our children, to the next generation. That's what we pass on to our sisters, our, the women in our life around us that we set ourselves and others free. So enjoy, I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's been on my mind to do this for a while. So I'm glad I did that today. And, um, and don't forget to check out my website, ayurvedichealingcenter.com. There I'm always putting together different programs to help our spiritual, mental, emotional growth. And I think it's needed in these times. There's a lot of other uh, free content, free meditations as well, that you can check into my website. And there's a lot of other, you know, write-up and blogs that you may get uh, something from. So feel free to check. And if you like this episode, please click like. I would love to hear your comments. And if you want to share with others, go ahead. And I will see you at the next episode. Take care.